1: To the business edge, giving practical advice to entrepreneurs and business leaders and how to take your company, firm, or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth. I'm Marsha Ziddle, the Smart Moves Coach. Here's a quote from Albert Einstein. He said, people love chopping wood. In this activity, one quickly sees results. Well, as a smart moves coach, I won't help you chop wood, but I will help you make the leadership and business moves to quickly see the results you want. Remember, good intentions, even with a good plan, don't magically lead to success. What does is making sure every day you're on the right track and you're not getting sidetracked in your drive for purpose, performance, and profitability in your business. Now, a smart moose treat to power up your leadership, brought to you by my valued sponsor, Snelling, connecting the right people with the right work.
0: It's time for Marsha's Musings, a tasty morsel of wisdom and wit to take the growing pains out of growth.
1: What makes a great leader? We all aspire to be better leaders. But how do we do it the leadership code by david ulrich offers five crucial rules that leaders must follow and five crucial roles leaders must excel in to enhance their effectiveness so this is rule one shape the future where is your company headed leaders as strategists answer the question where are we going they figure out what the organization needs to succeed maps the direction they must go and work with others to determine how to effectively move from the present to the desired futures. Listeners, how much time and attention do you allocate to future planning, or are you mostly caught up in the day-to-day problems? Rule two, make things happen. How can we as leaders ensure we'll reach our goals? Leaders as executors Translate strategy into action, focusing on getting things done. They put systems in place, assign accountability, delegate appropriately, and make sure that teams work well together. How well do you make things happen, listeners? How well do you transform plans into measurable results? Rule three engage today's talent. Who are the right people for your organization? Leaders as talent managers know the kinds of skills and people needed to optimize team and company performance. They attract the right talent and know how to engage them, which generates intense personal, professional and organizational loyalty. So do you know who your top talent are and how well do you ensure they are bringing their best efforts? Rule number four, build the next generation. Who will guide us into the future? Leaders as human capital developers. Make sure that the organization has the longer term skills, knowledge, behaviors, and attitudes for future strategic success. They are really good at spotting and developing future talents. So my question to you is, listeners, do you have a workforce strategy for present positions as well as for future needs? And now rule number five, which I think is one of the most important. It's invest in yourself. Leadership ultimately begins with us. Effective leaders are learners, a very important role that many of us don't pay enough attention to because of our very busy days. Effective leaders regularly asked, what don't I know about myself and my behaviors that gets in the way of me being a powerful leader? You can't expect to influence followers unless you invest time and energy on your personal proficiency. So, listeners, do you know how you come across to others? Are you working with a mentor or coach to provide insights into your blind spots as well as to build on your strengths? In other words, do you have the right stuff, the emotional and social intelligence to be a great leader? Would you like to know more? Contact me at Marsha.com. M-A-R-C-I-A at smartmovescoach.com or call 972-380-9181
0: You're listening to Marcia Zidle the Smart Moves Coach making sure you're on the right track and not getting sidetracked in your drive for high performance and profitability
1: Listeners, do you want to maximize performance in everyday business by enabling better communication, better collaboration, and better teamwork throughout the organization? Of course you do, and it's your leaders and managers who make it happen. Do they have the right stuff? In today's world, the right stuff is emotional intelligence. My guest is Adam Zaccato, Partner Relations Consultant for Multi-Health Systems Incorporated. He will give us concrete examples of how organizations are using emotional intelligence to add robustness and accuracy to their talent management, leadership development, and executive coaching initiatives. One of the interesting aspects of the work Adam does is the different types of individuals he's able to work with, everyone from athletes and research students to executives and military personnel. This variety allows him to see how emotional intelligence is leveraged throughout a number of different job functions. Welcome, Adam. It's a pleasure to have you on the show.
2: Thank you so much, Marsha. Great to be here.
1: Well, I'm going to start out with a quote from Warren Bennis, uh, a leadership guru, About emotional intelligence, and he says that it is more than any other factor, more than IQ, which accounts for 85 to 90 percent of success at work. That's quite a big percentage. So, for our listeners, Adam, why don't you start with telling us a bit about emotional intelligence and why it's important for executive leadership?
2: Absolutely. I mean, that's a question that a lot of organizations are asking these days. Um, and I, I think that emotional intelligence is is not only important for executive leadership but a necessity among all leaders today. Uh, and this is for a variety of reasons, including um, you know how your emotional intelligence can be associated with productivity. Uh, decreased employee turnover, increased efficiency. Um, whenever I speak with organizations or, or executives, um, I always ask them to give examples of leaders that they have either mm-hmm. admired or enjoyed working for. Um, a lot of time, it's it's kind of classified as common sense of individuals, you know, who inspire you, who are authentic, mm-hmm. um, and the emotional intelligence really just allows you to add kind of a, a bit of more of a metric to that soft skill. Um, so a leader who has high emotional intelligence skills is more likely to increase work satisfaction, uh, create trust amongst teams, and foster um, the commitment that the organization wants.
1: Well, you know, can you kind of sort of elaborate? Why would someone with emotional intelligence? What are they doing to increase trust? Uh, to um, um, build that relationship with the employees. Um, you know, uh, what are they doing or what are they saying to, to, to make Absolutely. that happen? So
2: emotional intelligence, you know, it, it really allows you to kind of put the mirror up to yourself and see how individuals... Um, react to, to change, react to what you're doing. So a good leader has to be hyper-aware of what motivates a team, uh, what gets results, so to speak, at the end of the day. Um, so the more aware you are of that, which is really you know, emotional intelligence, the better you are at affecting the change that you want within an organization and, and more specifically within a team for individuals.
1: So you have to be very aware of other people, and what's going on with them, as well as, I would imagine, being very aware of what's going on within yourself as well.
2: Absolutely, and that's a really good point. They're not mutually uh, exclusive. You want to, you know, in order to be an effective leader, you have to kind of embody all of those different traits, not just um, being aware of how you're being perceived, but also how to really get that change and affect what you want from the top down.
1: So let's, um, you know, we, we've been skirting around what uh, emotional intelligence. But is there a definition that a common definition, or what definition do you use to uh, when you talk to uh, groups and you go into organizations? How do you define it? What is it?
2: Right. And I mean, there are a number of definitions, but most commonly it's defined as a, a set of either emotional or social skills um, that kind of help you perceive and express ourselves, which you touched on. It also helps um, those skills to develop and maintain social relationships, cope mm-hmm. with challenges, and use, and use emotional information in an effective way. So like we mentioned previously, not only being aware, but how to actually use that information um, to affect the change that you'd like.
1: Right. And... Um what might be, uh, so, I, 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 could you talk a little more about the different aspects I know of emotional intelligence, uh, maybe giving an example here and there of, you know, how it's being used individually. I know we're going to be going in how organizations are using it, but how can an individual use that, that, their emotional intelligence?
2: Absolutely. I think it would help listeners to kind of give an idea of what, how we define it. So um, when we say emotional intelligence, our, kind of, our keystones of, of our area, our five different main areas, uh, include self-perception, um, mm-hmm. self-expression,
1: mm-hmm.
2: interpersonal, mm-hmm. Um, decision-making, mm-hmm. as well as stress management. And under each one of those is a variety of things such as self-regard, self-actualization, assertiveness. So a blend of all of those different areas um, is how you kind of show up to work, how you are perceived by others, what skills you take into um, certain certain job functions or certain social settings. They're not also um, you know exclusive from one another. The way you show up at work um, leaks over into your personal life as well. So that's one thing that's you know important to remember is, um, and, I, and as we're doing work with organizations and individuals is affecting change in your professional side of, of work will have the same effect in the personal side because you, you do show up in both uh, using those, those same skills.
1: And I think that's a really good point because um, emotional intelligence is useful um, not only at work, but, but in, the, in your relationships uh, uh, at home uh, with, uh, with others. And the more you can build on your emotional intelligence, the more effective you will be in your life. So to me, what you're talking about is a life skill. Am I, you know,
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and sort of cut you off. Absolutely, and if you if you kind of think of emotional intelligence as a web, you know, if you if you develop on one area, it's going to pull and affect all the other areas as well. Um, so it's really, you know, especially with when you look into kind of assessing people too, it's really um, important that you realize that all these different areas are integrated and affect one another.
1: Right, and so you know, uh, we're going to be talking more about emotional intelligence, but it is a time for a break. And uh, this is uh, Marcia Zidal, your Smart Moves Coach for Leadership and Business Success. And my guest is Adam Zaccato, Partner Relations Consultant for Multi-Health and Systems, telling us how we can use our emotional intelligence to enhance not only our leadership effectiveness, but our personal effectiveness as well. So stay tuned for more on emotional intelligence.
3: Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People plus, And you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio. Voice America Business Network.
0: You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidle. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge.
1: Welcome back to The Business Edge, sponsored by Snelling, connecting the right people with the right work. I'm Marsha Zidle the Smart Moose Coach for Leadership and Business Success. My guest is Adam Zucato, Partner Relations Consultant for Multi-Health Systems, giving insights on how organizations are using emotional intelligence to add robustness to their talent management, leadership development, executive coaching, and other initiatives. And so we are now going to get into more of the nitty-gritty of emotional intelligence. So, Adam... Um, How can we develop our emotional intelligence to enhance our leadership effectiveness? Uh, I know you're going to talk more in depth about it, and I know you're going to talk a bit about um, the Emotional Potion Inventory. So Adam, um, what do you want the listeners to know?
2: Yeah, I think I mean with any time that you're doing any kind of personal development, um, the first, the very first step is being uh, self-aware of you know how, how your influence is being perceived. So I think some really effective ways of doing this um, include simply asking people for feedback, um, and, and outside of that, um, also measuring with psychological assessments to kind of give you a better overview. Um, and with that being said, I mean what we call a multi-rater or a 360 are really great amongst leaders because I mean leaders get to a certain point in a career where they feel that and not in all cases but that whatever they got to get there was enough for them to be successful and they've maybe been part of very successful teams had very successful organizations so sometimes kind of getting leaders who are already demonstrating that success can be challenging to open up for to, to see that there is some room for some development um, so I also think that knowing and learning what other successful leaders to do that are, what they're doing is very important. Um, and this includes different leadership styles, different strategies, and, you know, really all over best practices and, and asking those questions.
1: Okay. And um, so uh, how can... So one of the ways is to obviously <clears throat> uh, ask people for feedback, take, uh, have uh, a 360 done on you. Um, and, and so... What kind of uh, assessments do, do you have that will allow this to happen, to, to give um, our leaders uh, feedback uh, on the, how they influence and on their effectiveness? Uh, would, would you like to go into the, uh, you know, the emotional quotient inventory at this point?
2: Absolutely. So we have a number of different assessments, and we have self-assessments, which means, you know, someone would rate themselves. So for that, we have a workplace report, which gives sure. you your your different aforementioned um, EQ subscales. So where you score in those areas like self-perception, self-expression, and so on. Um, we also have a leadership report, um, which still focuses on, on your your EQ, but how that fits into the transformational leadership model. Um, and the great thing about that report, besides you know, really identifying areas that are, that are important for leadership potential, are the leadership derailer section, mm. which are, are areas of your, your EI or emotional intelligence that can take you off that leadership track. Um, and that's that 's really important it 's it's, it's very important to know kind of where <laughs> what you need to do to be successful but also to be cognizant of what might take you off that track so our, you know the, the quotient does a really good job in the leadership report of doing that um, We also have so As a result of the workplace report as well as the leadership report, we have a 360. Um, So when we say 360, you you have multi-raters or other people that would be um, rating you. So if I was a CEO, um, you would have some of your direct reports, um, some of your peers, uh, Mm -hmm. and so on, and they would actually rate you. Um, And so what that actually does is create, you know, if there's areas of disagreement, so... Um, I see myself being very strong in certain areas such as um, interpersonal relationships, yet my team uh, scored me the lowest in there. And we call that a blind spot. Um, and whenever we identify those, that's kind of where we want to focus our development.
1: Right, right. Uh, The one that I find so interesting and I have given it to um, uh, several uh, clients is that the leadership one and the idea of the derailment because I think that is, you know, it was an eye opener for one of my clients. I would imagine it's an eye opener for others as well. Have you had experience with that?
2: Absolutely, and it's you know it's it's an eye opener just because it it gives you some of that awareness, um, and they might not necessarily um, have low scores in those areas, but they're just they were not aware that that would affect some of the things that they're working on as much. And it goes back to when I said it's like a web. When you develop or pull on any of those different areas of our of our model or of our emotional intelligence, each one of those areas is affected.
1: Right. So you know, so you've talked about how. Um, The different assessments and the importance of the individual understanding, being self aware, understanding how they influence others, uh, what they can do to be more effective. And that's great. But, you know, there are many uh, listeners who are um, um, HR folks, who are um, CEOs, and they want to. Uh, increase the emotional awareness within their organization. So it's now let's move from the individual and how the individual uh, um, benefits to how the organization can benefit uh, from this. And I know that... um, so talk about how organizations are utilizing the emotional um, uh, quotient inventory to enhance performance and their bottom line. And I know you have quite a few examples. Where would you like to start? Because we have maybe five different ways that organizations can enhance the effectiveness.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I'll start with you know what you mentioned in terms of HR. So it's, it's funny, when, when you go around and you speak to either uh, people in the talent management area or HR or even finance, um, people say, well, it's an HR issue. Um, And, you know, how does that in turn affect the bottom line? Um, Well, if you think about it, everything stems from HR. Those are the people, Mm. the humans, (laughs) responsible for running companies. So it's everything from um, having high turnover to high efficiency and high potentials. So it's very costly at every level if you think, if you have an unmotivated team, if people were just doing the bare minimum. Um, Not only that, but you think about how much it costs to hire someone. So having all of these things addressed in terms of you know these soft skills that you're actually able to measure is critical. Um, And the the emotional quotient inventory is used extensively um, with hiring and selecting. Um, And a lot of times, organizations might not necessarily know what they're looking for um, from a profile. So what we'll do is tie it to what's been successful in the organization. So um, using it to screen employees that have demonstrated either what a metric is in their organization as having a high performance rate um, Mm -hmm. and actually building a profile based on those, so then when you go to interview people, you can actually see some commonalities uh, between those profiles and people that you're looking to hire within the organization. Um, And I think that's really critical because people, you know, organizations like to stress their core competency models or their mission statement and values, um, but it's really important to how do you, you know, now you have to walk the walk and how do you do that? And I think it's by accurately measuring and kind of promoting those things um, that you value within an organization. It doesn't always have to be um, from a job function point of view, but from a values uh, point of view as well.
1: Right, and uh, there are a lot of organizations who are taking their, their values and uh, using that for behavioral interview questions to find out if, the, if their uh, candidates f- uh, have a cultural fit. And I would imagine that the um, EQ um, inventory would also be able to see if there's a good a cultural fit or a good competency fit. Am I correct yeah. on that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So culture is, is kind of something different, but in terms of what that could apply to for, um, you know, values, what we'll do is we call it uh, competency mapping. I don't want to get too psychological okay. <laughs> with the terminology, okay. <laughs> but we will, we will often focus on three or four subscales and map them um, to a core competency model that an organization will give you. So really focusing on four or five areas that are integral to the organization Uh, and make sure we highlight those through um, that interview process. So you're going to be looking at kind of flagging at those areas to see where an individual um, lies compared to the group or what you're looking for. Um, Does that make sense?
1: Yes, it makes a lot of sense. And so that's one big area uh, where emotional intelligence and the inventory can be extremely helpful to a company in their hiring and their selection. Uh, What's another area? Uh, What about uh, high potential development or leadership development or teams? How else um, is the EQ uh, inventory being used in organizations?
2: Absolutely. So high potential is, is a really, you know, it's a challenge for a lot of, of organizations to, instead of going external, it's to really promote what, what individuals they have within the organization. And a great part of, you know, the emotional quotient inventory, the number of tools that we're able to offer. So um, if you were going to use something like the workplace report coming in and having your EQ subscales, um, once you get into the organization and you've been there for a year or two, whatever it may be, and, you know, you're looking at getting um, to apply maybe for a manager's job or something a little bit more senior, Um, You can now go into those leadership styles of reports to see what that individual will be like um, in a leadership context. And the great thing there is you're going to be comparing apples to apples um, because you're still having how your EQ fits into that leadership context. Um, so the de- not only can the development track kind of um, help and be consistent, um, so is what you're measuring. So as you're looking at n- individuals moving up through an organization, um, you're able to apply what they have already tested um, going forward.
1: Okay, so we've covered hiring selection and we've covered um, high potential development. Um, we have a couple minutes more Um why don't you pick one other area that uh, companies are using the Eq inventory um, absolutely so uh,
2: one of the one of the hot areas right now is really uh, the team and the group report that we have offered uh-huh. um, so what you're able to do essentially is place anywhere from two individuals, and there's no max on the number, but we like to, you know, not get too big because then things get averaged out in terms of scores. Um, But you're able to place individuals in groups, and the great thing about this is organizations could break things down by specific job function, um, by different levels within the organization, and you're able to to really focus in on what you're what you want for that development track. So, if there's some areas such as sales, uh, sales teams that are struggling within an organization, um, you can really get some great great results based off of doing some individual group work with with those set of individuals to kind of have their own benchmarks, opposed to just generalities that you know the whole company might
1: be under. Um, you know, I do have a question about the uh, team, uh, the, the, the team assessment. Is it an, an, uh, that there, does each individual get a, their uh, EQ and then is there a team? Uh, um, so, you know, talk a little bit more about that. You know, how, um, what, when they take this assessment, what is it that they, the, the results that they're getting from it? What kinds of metrics are they getting from it?
2: Yeah, so individuals would have already completed um, the workplace report, and they would, okay. they would get a, a very comprehensive report. So each one of our reports, you get what they call a client version, which would be the person that took the assessment. Right. As well as the coach's version, which um, really focuses on a development track, and if you were going to have any kind of um, debrief, to talk about um, specific things that you can do to affect change in that person's report. So an individual will get a printout of the report with all of their different scores in those fif- 15 different areas. Right, Um, As well as what that score means, the impact that score has at work, as well as strategies for action in areas to balance your EI that are correlated with other areas within those subscales. So, you know, very comprehensive in terms of what the output is with those reports.
1: Right, and then um, then when it's a, a team report, how do they? How and uh, how would you utilize uh, th- all this information to enhance the team's performance? And you know what? I think I'm going to hold that your thought on that. Because it is time for a break Um, on the business edge, I'm Marcia Ziedel, the Smart Moves Coach for Leadership and Business Success. My guest is Adam Zakato, a Partner Relations Consultant for Multi Health Systems, telling us how we can use our emotional intelligence to enhance our leadership as well as our personal effectiveness. Stay tuned.
3: Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded best of staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com.
0: You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge.
1: Welcome back to The Business Edge, sponsored by Snelling, connecting the right people with the right work. I'm Marcia Zidal, the Smart Moves Coach for Leadership and Business Success. My guest is Adam Cicato, Partner Relations Consultant for Multi Health Systems, giving us insights on how organizations are using emotional intelligence to add robustness to their talent management, leadership development, executive coaching, and other initiatives within to, uh, another initiative. So uh, at the end of the last uh, uh, break. Uh, Adam was talking about the uh, group report, and um, unfortunately, we didn't have enough time. So, Adam, why don't you finish up? What we were you, you know, telling us more about how the group report is utilized by teams uh, and and within organizations?
2: Absolutely. So, in terms of you know, we must call in most common practice. Um Emotional intelligence or EQI workshops are done uh, by groups. Uh, it makes a lot of sense because, you know, time-consuming, cost-effectiveness, whatever it may uh-huh. be, um, that's how we're seeing these being delivered. So um, not only are individuals learning kind of what is emotional intelligence, what does this measure, um, but they get into a group setting and they've already had a chance to kind of see their own individual reports. Uh-huh. Um, now when we, we put them into what we call a group report, um We're able to, so it's anonymized information. So when you see the report, you wouldn't see what John Smith has and what Sally, um, what their scores are. It would be anonymized. But what you do get to see is, because you know where you score in the group, you get to see everybody's kind of strengths and weaknesses and how your influence in that group will will be felt. So if you're going to be dealing with someone with very low stress tolerance, for example, Yes, (laughs)
1: Yes, <laughs>
2: and, and your reality testing is very high, then you'll know there's a delta there that you'll have to make up for. So, I mean, that's just a very overt example. But a lot of those different areas, when you, until you see it on paper, you're like, you know what, as a group, that might make sense why we're more prone to do this, or maybe while you're struggling as a, you know, maybe team cohesion. Um, so you can really get a lot out of kind of seeing where you lie uh, individually, but how you compare um, to a group, whether it's a group of 10 people, 20, or as an organization.
1: Well, you know what struck me as you were telling about it is it would I can see that helping individuals when they look at their scores and they look at the uh, you know the other people within their group, and to realize, maybe there's a reason why I, this, why there is a disconnect between me and Joe, or me and exactly. Mary.
2: Exactly. And that's a really good point. I mean, emotional intelligence is kind of those soft skills. So, and you can't say common sense is how I usually say but not everyone has those areas of strength. <laughs> um, so it's, 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 you're able to actually put a measure and to define something that you weren't able to do before with the EQI. Um, so instead of saying, you know, everyone likes to say, I'm a people person. Um, but then if you go to their interpersonal composite and it's really low, well, maybe th- there's some areas here that show why you've been having uh, problems with some coworkers or th- problems with delivering certain uh, initiatives within the organization.
1: Oh, yes. And I can see this very much being um, if you're a team leader and you're, you're working with, especially if you're working in a cross-functional team or you're working in a cross-cultural team, you ha- I would think emotional uh, intelligence would be a very important component of your success. Um, any, any thoughts about that?
2: Yeah, absolutely, and especially as we're seeing millennials, too, coming into the workforce. I mean, there's no there's no group of people where it's not important to being uh, emotionally self-aware. So, you know, when people, and getting back to what we're saying um, with, you know, how p- companies have used this for selection, you have a resume that tells you your work experience. You have your degree, which tells you what d- uh, degree you had from university. Um, these, you know, the EQI allows you to see those other skills that might, attribute success within that organization. So how are, how well are you going to work with others? How well is stress going to play a role in your job? Um, so all of these things kind of give you the other parts that make people successful, um, and that's the emotional intelligence side of things, which really does translate to quite a bit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I would to you know, another thought that comes to my mind is, Once you have that self-awareness and you know the areas that you need to work on um, to be a better communicator, to relate better, to manage your stress better, whatever it is, to do more reality testing... um, it sh- it doesn't stop there. I would imagine that there is maybe uh, in some organizations where they do coaching w- with with the individuals or and with the team uh, to enhance their effectiveness by using this information. Um, have you had experience with that?
2: Absolutely, and I think it's critical to see, especially from a leadership perspective. Um, and that's why we talked about having a 360 or multi-rater before because um, the more inf- it's like any kind of company. The more information you have to make a well-informed decision, uh, the better off and the better chances that you're going to be successful. Um, so the more information that we can take in, and not only that, how we're using this in- information effectively, yes. I think is the real key-, key as well, to know how you're able to get the most out of individuals. And it starts from the top, and if you don't have a good leader, it's hard to reinforce some of those values when you go even a level down in the organization.
1: Right so you know inform- I've always found uh, you can tell pe- people can have all the information uh, and, and they need to change but it takes more than information. It takes an intent and perhaps some guidance and getting uh, ongoing feedback uh, as you are going through that change process because change is not easy for some people. Um, Absolutely,
2: and, I- and it's, de- it's demonstrated as well. It could be, it's like broken telephone. If you're getting messages that, that aren't tied to what the executive level are saying, then you have a fragmented workforce.
1: Right, right. Um, So, um, you know, uh, is there any other application that you want to talk about um, that we haven't covered that you think is important and and with examples? Yeah,
2: I mean, I I think it's... People get caught up all the time on scores and a lot of times... Um, it's not like there's an emotional intelligence profile that's going to make someone successful in every job. I think that's part of the great thing is, you know, organizations, we call them star performers or case studies, that um, they may not necessarily know what they're looking for. Um, well, I'll give you an example. We were work- we worked with... Uh, the military and, and the special um, paratroopers. Now, those mm-hmm. individuals you know, are well over $100,000 a year to, um, to train. And they were having uh, over 90% of their individuals for the first 12 months were um, dropping out and not continuing on. So you can imagine the cost just with that group mm-hmm. alone. Um, so what they ended up doing with the EQI is using the successful candidates that made it through and they mm-hmm. profiled them based upon that. Um, once they went to the selection side of things and used that profile, while, um, they were able to reduce, reduce turnover by 90% um, with a savings of over $100 million. So, I mean, you can imagine, you know, at that level, because of the numbers, it, it's really pretty pronounced, but it really works with any job function to see, you know, what's demonstrated success and how do we kind of mimic that within our, how we select.
1: That's a, that's a really great example of cost savings for an organization uh, because it reduced a turnover and they got a higher return on the training um, so let's move on to some other benefits of the indif- um, of you know utilizing emotional intelligence quotient within an organization. Uh, you t- uh, you talked about the uh, military example. Uh, how about another one or two examples? And then, of course, there is going to be some challenges as well. So, uh, what is what are one or two other success stories that you can talk about?
2: Yeah, um, another story that we can I can't mention the name of the company, but the the largest uh, U.S. T- uh, T- tax collection company, um, was having 50% of their um, individuals or associates get over 100% of collections and the other 50% well below their target. Mm-hmm. Um, they could, they, and, and they couldn't figure out what, what was the difference between these two groups of people. Um, so what they did was they used the EQI to profile um, those individuals who were c- successful against those who were not in making their collections. And it turned out the one area that, they had in co- that, they, that was different was those who scored low in empathy – Ah. had the highest rate of making all of their collections. Now, again, I mean, that makes sense. People who have low empathy don't care what your excuse is, just pay <laughs> <them>. <laughs> So that's, I mean, that's one way of actually saying, well, we're not sure what's making these individuals. And it might, there might not always be, you know, uh, in a very highly correlated area, but a lot of the times you'll be surprised what you can find.
1: Uh, I don't think I would make a very good tax collector because I have a high <laughs> level of empathy. Um, <laughs> um, you never so,
2: know till you try, Marcia.
1: I I know. <laughs> um, so. Let's just get into some of the challenges. We have a couple of minutes more, and, you know, I think the EQI is a great, great tool. It can be very helpful um, uh, to organizations. It can impact the, their performance on the bottom line. But, um, you know, what, what are some of the challenges that organizations face when they're trying to implement this?
2: Absolutely. I think, well, anytime you're dealing, and I noticed, you know, uh, after going around North America talking about emotional intelligence for the last four years, um, having to educate people so anytime you use the word emotional, I think it it, it puts a, pr- a certain picture in people 's mind of of what it is it 's too soft to actually be tangible, so I think one of the real challenges is getting over that and, and you know um, saying how all of our assessments are validated and scientifically uh, normed um, so um, that's I think the biggest hurdle is kind of actually showing people that it's an accurate measure, it is valid, um, and then working from there once they are aware um, how the test itself is made because um, validity matters, and that's uh, something that usually is the first obstacle.
1: Right, so the first is the um, making the case that it's valid, it's, um, and it's relevant, um, and it's scientific, it's, it's not uh, this, you know, foo-foo stuff or whatever. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I wouldn't say foo-foo, but yes, yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <the same.
1: laughs> so. Because uh, some people think this is, you know, it, it's not, especially the technical people. It's not, you know, um, uh, th- is it scientific? Um, do you have data behind it? What are the metrics? But what might be another challenge in bringing it into an organization? Let's say they accept the validity, but is there other things? How do you get people on board? How do you convince, is, it, is, it, is the tool being used when you go to the HR department or you start with top management? Talk a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, I mean, anytime you can start from the top, that's what you'd like to do. But I think in terms of some of the challenges from an organizational standpoint is, you know, individuals always want to know, well, now they want us to take an assessment. What does this measure? Why are they doing this? Is it going to affect my job? Um, So I think being very, anytime you're you're assessing people, you have to make it fundamentally clear why you are doing what you're doing. Um, So, you know, what are the end goals as an organization? And to be transparent, um, because that's how rumors start. And, you know, it can create a little bit of unrest if people aren't sure what you're using that information for. Um, so the more you educate people on not only what the tool does, but what you as an organization are going to be using it for, um, really makes people want to get on board and, and, and be a part of that development, um, instead of being worried about how they're going to use the
1: results. Right. So um, really, it is um, helping people understand what it's about and how it's going to benefit them. Um, And it's the WIFM question. What's in it for me? And there's a tremendous amount of what's in it for an individual as well as for a group. So at this point... Um, it's time for a short break on the business edge. I'm Marcia Idol, the Smart Moves Coach for Leadership and Business Success. My guest is Adam Zucato, Partner Relations Consultant for Multi-Health Systems, telling us how we can use our emotional intelligence to enhance our leadership and professional and personal effectiveness. Stay tuned. <laughs>
3: Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded best of staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's www.snelling.com, S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
0: You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidel. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790 you can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now back to the business edge.
1: Welcome back to the Business Ed, sponsored by Snelling, connecting the right people with the right work. I'm Marcia Zidle, the Smart Moose Coach for Leadership and Business Success. My guest is Adam Zicato, Partner Relations Consultant for Multi Health Systems, giving insights on how organizations are using emotional intelligence to add robustness to their talent management, leadership development, executive coaching, and all the other initiatives that they have. And it's been such an Uh, delightful chat with Adam Um, I've learned a lot about emotional intelligence uh, and so what I like to do with this and during this segment is the ask the guests to talk about what are the two or three key points that they want listeners to remember from this interview it's called the takeaway so Adam you're on what are the two or three things
2: well, I think definitely the first would be, you know, as, as individuals, it's always important to continue our learning. And I think this stretches well beyond emotional intelligence, and it applies to all of our experiences that we have in our life. Um, so the, I, I really do think, you know, the minute you think you know it all and you stop learning, then you're never going to grow, and that's what life's all about. So, and, and, and the EQI is just another way of doing that. So I think that's, you know, that is really critical. Um, the second is, I think, to ask questions. Um, ask questions on why is this important. Ask questions on how this can affect me going forward. Ask the question, how can I be better? Um, I think all of these will help you to be a better, not only professional, but a better person as well.
1: Right. So what you're really saying is, and it's so important, it's simple, it's, but it's, it's so important for our personal development, which is that self-awareness piece, um, to be continually learning to ask questions about it and to really, uh, you know, what I tell people is when I give, when I feedback their, uh, their assessment results is, you know, take a look at it and let's grapple with it because um, and you, it has to be, it has to be relevant to you. So you have to ask questions. You have to see its importance and how it's going to affect me favorably. Uh, so that is great. Those are two great key points. Now, um, But at the same time, I know there are people here who would like to uh, find out more about emotional intelligence. Um, How how can they contact you? Uh, Tell them a little bit about the company and um, how they can find out more about the EQI.
2: Absolutely. So um, you can. De- we're, I'm actually going to be giving away a signed book of the EQ Edge. Um, so that was written by our, our CEO Stephen Stein, um, and it's a great book telling, uh, covering some of the things we talked about today, um, as well as some examples how how organizations have used the EQI. Um, and you can get that by just send me an email, uh, ask me any questions you might have, um, and you can send that to um, Adam at mhs.com. So that's A D A M. Z-U-C-C-A-T-O at mhs.com. Um, as well as, if you had any follow-up questions you wanted to ask me, you can get a hold of me at one 456 3003 And if you wanted to go online and kind of see what we had in terms of reports and some samples um, to kind of put some of the theory to practice, you can go to um, https tap.mhs.com.
1: Okay, um, and uh, I'm, I'll tell the uh, the listeners uh, that I do have the book, the EQ Edge. It is fantastic. I have used it um, in uh, coaching some clients as well as understanding my um, EQ uh, inventory. And if we had more time today, Adam was going to uh, give me some feedback on on my in, uh, my inventory, and maybe we'll schedule that for another. Uh, interview but Adam thank you so so very much for um, you know a a very fast paced uh, very uh, intensive um, and so much knowledge that you you have I really truly appreciate it and I know we're going to love to have you again on the show
2: well thank Um, you so much for having me this really was a stimulating conversation and I definitely encourage anyone listening if they wanted more information to go ahead and reach out uh, to me or or to Marsha
1: Well, thank you, Adam. So, uh, listeners, uh, what's on for next week? Our next week program is called uh, The Bondi's Difference, Paving a Path Forward. Here's another entrepreneurial journey of growth that brings change, challenge, and choices. Karen Henning, who's the owner of Bondi's Quick Mart, is an innovative and forward thinker. She is seeing the workforce in front of her changing, and so her business has to change as well. She meets Teresa Zimmerman of the Future Focus Group, and they work together to bring in 21st century leadership to her business by creating a mission, vision, and value statement that is defined as the Bondi difference. And let me tell you that... Um, creating mission, vision, and value statements is not just for big companies. It is for small companies as well. This is a quick march. And so I'm going to be fascinated to hear how this translates to a convenience store business and how uh, they're going to be utilizing this. So tune in Wednesday, May 6th, 11 Pacific, and 2 Eastern. I started this program with a quote, and I'll end with another quote about emotional intelligence from John Cotter of Harvard Business School. He says, because of the furious pace of change in business today, difficult to manage relationships, sabotage more business than anything else. It's not a question of strategy that gets us into trouble. It's a question of emotions. If that's the case, then building emotional intelligence in your company is a must to survive and thrive in these very changing times. Let me show you how. Contact me at Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com or call 972-380-9181. I'll end with my favorite quote. There are three kinds of people in this world. Those who make it happen, those who let it happen, and those who asked, what happened? Which one are you? If you're highly motivated to make it happen, let me help you make it happen. As a smart moose coach, let me show you how. Thank you for listening to The Business Edge with Marcia Zaito, the Smart Moves Executive Coach and Speaker, helping entrepreneurs and business leaders take their company firm or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth. Innovate, improve, ignite, or die. Make Smart Moves. <laughs>
0: You've been listening to The Business Edge with Marcia Zeidel. Please join us again next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And enjoy taking your business to the next level. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel.